We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. To be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest is jumped over the scores table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. It's Friday, March 6th. 2020, Alex Perutha here, and on the line is Ken K. Train Kreitz. Choo choo, all aboard. I'm on the road. I'm sorry, I left my whistle at home again. <laughs> visiting, uh, visiting your alma mater, right? Yes, visiting the alma mater, visiting the boy here at glorious Northwestern University. Um, how, how the weather has been actually okay. You you caught you came to uh, the Midwest at a decent time. I think like two weeks before this, it was like twenty degrees. Uh, there's still ice on the ground somehow. It's been like forty five degrees for three days straight, and Everyone, I'm still out here slipping on ice. When I tell Vermont Vermonters I'm doing road travel, they're like, "Oh, well, at least you're going somewhere warm." I'm like, "Yep, Madison, <laughs> Wisconsin." <laughs> Uh, today's podcast, we are going to talk about basically it, it, we're going to do a post all-star game, post all-star break barometer, uh, fantasy wise, some guys who are performing really well, some guys who are performing not so well. Some of the reasons for that, if stuff's actionable, et cetera, but it's really just a catch up. But first pretty big day in the NBA last night on the four game slate because Steph Curry returned yes. following nearly a 60 game absence. Um, and he went for 23, seven and seven. It was a loss to Toronto. Uh, he was six of 16 from the field, three of 12 from three point land. Um, but the made threes were, they were really nice. I mean, it's just classic. Shimmies. Steph Curry. Shimmies. Shimmies. Um, obviously it's one of the most beautiful shots in the NBA, one of the best shooters of all time. So it's nice to get him back. Um, <laughs> it's just nice to have him back. Right, Ken. It's great to have him back. He also had some extra fun passes and assists. He had a 
between the legs and uh, crazy assist. And you know what's going to be fun is he really doesn't have to care about winning or losing. You know, like, why not shoot from the logo? He's starting with Juan Toscano-Anderson. Shoot from the logo, Steph. Don't pass the ball. I agree. I think this is, yeah, there are a lot of fans who um, are, you know, say like, oh, don't bring Curry back. There's no point in bringing Curry back. He might just get hurt again. This is lost season, et cetera. I don't know. I think you, this is a good opportunity for Curry to have fun. Exactly. Um, like you mentioned, Plus, those are the fans not paying 40 grand for season tickets or whatever crazy price they have in the new arena there in the Bay area. Exactly. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for Steph to just come out and have fun playing basketball. It's like one of the first times in his career, probably the yeah. only time in his you know career that he can come out for 10, 15 games and just really have, you know, try to have fun, not to worry too much about winning and losing. Obviously he still wants to win, but um, I think I, I think this is just a, a really unique situation for him and, and one that we all should, I guess, be thankful that we that we get to see for for a little bit before we you know lose him again until next October. Yeah, it's like Curry's in an all star game, except all the other all stars stink. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And the visiting, especially because, you know, we talked about he's going to get off nights on the road, but the visiting team. They think they can take the night off because they're playing the terrible Warriors. And uh, the, all the other teammates stink. So Curry and Wiggins can just uh, play a little fun high, you know, uh, all-star game ball, not worry about the defensive end too much, and think about next season. I've seen LeBron shoot logo threes with like 20 seconds left on the shot right. clock. And so comparatively, I want Steph Curry <laughs> to just shoot one from half court. Like, right. <laughs> why not? Uh, why not? We also uh, yesterday uh, saw the Clippers and Rockets play, Ken. Yes. Not only did we see the Clippers and Rockets play, but we saw the Clippers dominate the small ball Rockets. Uh, Avica Zubats with 17 points, 12 boards, uh, because there's no center. P.J. Tucker is not a center on the Rockets. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Zubats going big. I tend to think Kawhi and Paul George had a little more influence, but uh, <laughs> uh, it does, you know, everyone's like when they do win, they're like, oh, that's interesting. It won't work in the playoffs. Uh, then you, you see them kind of lose badly. I guess there's no shame in losing badly to the Clippers. But uh, you, you, uh, you knew this was coming, Alex. Talk about the bet and the banter you had with Shannon yesterday. Yeah, I even mentioned this. I mean, Nick and I talked about this matchup on the podcast yesterday too, and I we were kind of debating whether how they how they would approach the matchup, whether they would go to Harold more, Zubach more. And my thought was, I think Rivers will just go Zubach. I kind of talked myself into it. I think I think they'll go Zubach and just try to really punish them. And that's what happened. And a couple hours before the game, um, uh, I I talked to Shannon, uh, who was not here, uh, which we I guess we didn't mention. Sorry about that, Shannon. Uh, Shannon is sick. sick. He's homesick. Uh, yeah, he the Coors he was, Light virus. He said, said he was quarantined to the basement. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I talked to Shannon yesterday and I was like, Hey, FanDuel is offering this bet where it's, uh, it's, it's basically a parlay of Ivica Zubac double, double plus the Clippers to win. And it's 23 to one. And, uh, I thought that was interesting because the Clipper or the Rockets have basically been the worst rebounding team in the league since they went small ball. Zubac is a good post player in addition to being a really good rebounder. And, uh, Shannon's response was, I don't like it. That was all he said. Uh, <laughs> he, he must, I mean, the only thing in, uh, against that trade is the Clippers were on the road and he missed of, you know, it was at Houston. Maybe he's giving the home, but, uh, yeah, but, right. Uh, um, unfortunately, you're in the state of Wisconsin, not actually able to place said wager. But twenty three to one, what the heck? I would have had to. Uh, would have had to break multiple, you know, laws, uh, driving laws to get to Dubuque, Iowa, uh, in the <laughs> amount of time after work. Um, but we, I mean, in this matchup, you know, we saw. I mean, really, the story of this game was the the Rockets couldn't hit shots. At all. I, right. mean, they, I mean, they're effective. Westbrook and Harden 0 for 10 from behind the arc. That's not going to happen. But it's the old school live by the three, die by the three. When you're act, you know, they used to say that all the time when they were discouraging people to shoot from behind the arc. 
But uh, that is going to happen, even though it's an old school tenant. You will have nights where you know they're starting a lineup. Let me do some math here: two for twenty-three from behind the arc, and that's not going to get it done. I mean, they, and they—I mean, they did have an opportunity to win this game because they won the turnover battle pretty significantly, and the rebounding was about even. Um, and it really just came down to the Rockets shooting. I mean, it, they shot. 39.7% effective field goal percentage, which is, would be, I mean, it's hard to emphasize how terrible that is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's, let's not take away from the Clippers. No. Pretty darn strong perimeter defense. I mean, Patrick Beverly will drive you insane. Or as he likes to say, uh, whenever Woj interviews, I will catch you. I will catch you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, he is, they're, I mean, yeah, the Clippers do have the opportunity. I think they, I think they're now up to ten and zero when completely healthy. Um, their perimeter defense uh, has the potential to be one of the better perimeter defenses of all time. Um, Denver for second out west, which uh, I'm not sure everyone's noticed. Yeah, the Western Conference race is is really interesting. I think all of all the first round matchups will will be a lot of fun, um, and kind of, I guess. You know, in that same topic, the Grizzlies are now up three and a half games for the eighth spot in the Western Conference playoffs. Mm. We may we may have given up a little too early uh, on Memphis. I I mean, personally, I was ready to write them off without uh, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark. they, They lost five in a row, but then somehow. They won three in a row. They beat the Lakers, Hawks, and Nets, and I believe they held all of those teams to under ninety points. Um, yeah, and 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 the Hawks and Nets wins maybe on the surface don't seem too impressive, but they were on the road as well. And Hawks play really well at home. They do. Like, they the, yeah. They 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 do play better at home. And Memphis is. Um, I mean, the main thing that they're doing is they're just rebounding a ton. Um, since the all-star break, they have the second best offensive rebounding rate and the sixth, the best defensive rebounding rate because I mean, he does. Yeah, right. Jaron Jackson and and Brandon Clark are gone, but you have Valanciunas and Gorgie Jane combining for 30 rebounds a game. Well, Uh, and I'm not, I know they want Jackson to be this great stretch for, but sometimes I feel like he's outside the arc too often. That's probably the old guy in me, but. I wouldn't mind seeing Jackson play a little more legit power forward, though I realize Valanciunas is in there clogging everything up. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think some of the better, you know, the there's always an opportunity for these, you know, uh, stretch fours or small ball fives to, you know, if Jaron Jackson, I mean, he's he's big guy. I think he's, what, 6'10"? Um, yes. Definitely yes. has a, a body that you could post up with. And if a team's going to put a smaller four on him, you know, you want him to be able to punish guys in the post or at least draw a double team and kick out. Right. Um, and and I agree. He's averaging like four and a half rebounds per game or something. It's just too low. I, I want him around the basket more. I know. I mean, you have Valanciunas getting a lot of boards. Brandon Clark is an excellent rebounder um, or an insane athlete in general. But yeah, yeah I agree with you. F- fantasy wise, when you look at Jackson and he's 6'11 and you're like, he's going to get crazy minutes, power forward, you expect more than 4.7 rebounds a game. It's just not not acceptable. But when we come to the playoff situation, though, you know, Memphis has 20 games left. But what I love about these 20 games is it, it seems like they're all against the people they're racing to get the eighth spot with. They're, they're at Portland on March 12th, then they're at San, uh, San Antonio, March 16th. They've got a home and road with the Pelicans, March 21 and 24th. Then they got Portland at home on the 5th. And then listen to this, what they end with. Though maybe these teams are so good, they won't care. But their four games, uh, the last four games are Denver, OKC, the 76ers, and Houston. Um, so they still have the hardest record, I think, of the West. They do. Um, so I, I, you know, maybe we're overreacting to the, th- the three in a row. Uh, this is still up for grabs just because they play everyone they're competing against. Yeah. I mean, they're just a really well, they're a really well coached team. Uh, Taylor Jenkins deserves at least some acknowledgement as a good coach. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. even though no one recognizes him. Taylor Jenkins (laughs) was probably walking around all-star weekend and not one person like stopped him. Uh, John Horst for the bucks, the GM used to be like that too. Uh, people (laughs) had no idea who he was. He's just (laughs) Taylor Uh, Jenkins looks like he's the manager at the tire store down at the end of the corner. 
like I want to ask him about radials and whether I should go all season or snow tires. <laughs> I feel like he'd have a, a really good opinion on that. Oh my God. That's, that's not a, that's, that's not too far off. I don't think, <laughs> um, we had a, uh, we had a free agent signing. Ken. Oh, huge news. Oh, last, last thing on the Grizzlies news, oh, because I sure. uh, players do want to point out Jaron Jackson supposed to be back on the 10th, hopefully with his knee issue and Brandon Clark, who we love. I mean, Brandon Clark, maybe should be on RotoWire t-shirts. Uh, we love that guy so much, but he's spo- hopefully back from his quad injury on the 12th. So that would be just in time for all those games I mentioned. Uh, so if you have them on your reserve, hopefully they're close to playing. And Monday, you're going to have to think about game counts and whether or not, especially with Jackson, do you play them? But yes, yeah. free, exciting free agent news. This is just, this just I, I couldn't sleep last night knowing this. Dion, Dion Waters signs, Dion Waiters, sorry, signs with the Lakers for the rest of the season. Los Angeles apparently does have some out clause if Waiters goes nuts again on a team plane or bus ride. <laughs> this is what I feel. You know who I feel sorry for? Troy Daniels, who actually yeah. gets the signs, uh, you know, released by the Lakers to make room for Waiters, uh, picked up by the Nuggets. But man, I would hate it. If the rest of my career, I was known as the guy dropped to make room for a crazy Dion Waiters. Waiters, um, man, uh, I I don't have a lot of uh, don't have a lot of high hopes for Dion Waiters, who has had, I think, um, what I would consider a combined one good season of shooting the basketball. Yeah. What What did Troy Daniels do? Did he? Did Troy Daniels anger say something mean about LeBron James's wife? You know, did he accidentally fall on Anthony Davis's knee? What did he do that was so terrible? They're like, we got to get him out of here. Get waiters on the phone. I, I mean, he's he's like exclusively a three point shooter. Like he can't he can't defend anybody. He can't really dribble. So, you know, but only that's the sh- one thing they need. They need, you know. No, I know. Yeah. But he was he was shooting 36 percent, which for him is actually really low. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess they just wanted another ball handler there to. um just, they need to clog the lane more. We yeah, need more guys that I, sort of drive don't quite shoot well. He's I, are, look crazy. He, <laughs> you know they're yeah. like they were like we miss Lance Stevenson. Is there some kind of other oh, nut job man. out there we can bring in? At least Lance Stevenson was fun and would play to the crowd and yeah, you know could, <laughs> yeah he could he could at least you know the he could bring some energy to the game. The crowd would get into it when the bench unit would come guitar in. I don't strum, think, right, A little guitar strumming. Yeah, the guitar strum, um, the occasional like no look pass that flew into the fifth row and right. hit a celebrity right. in the face, um, stuff like that. Where, but, like, what happened to Lance? Where is Lance? Is he playing in Turkey or something? I think he was in China. China, uh, yeah, China. That their season is uh, in a weird spot right now with uh, <laughs> with coronavirus. But on hold. Oh, Lance. maybe Lance is available. I, uh, I, that would be incredible. Um, I feel like I would rather have Lance Stevenson. I, um, I don't, yeah. at least it's uh, abusing nuts or crazy. Not, not, uh, not just bad, crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Waiters. I don't know. Like I said, I think he's, he's had a couple decent stretches and a couple different years. Most of his career really hasn't been good. He's not a particularly efficient shooter. Doesn't really draw a lot of fouls. Doesn't really pass. It's like, <laughs> what, is he, what is he doing out there? <laughs> the void he's filling, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like, oh, well, he'll be helpful with, uh, I, I, I can't think of anything. I would just rather try Kyle Kuzma at shooting guard and be like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. I, I know you're like 6'8", but just like give it a shot. Play shooting guard. Yeah, we really, I mean, he can shoot. That you know, that's supposed to be requirement one of shooting guard. Yeah. Oh, oh well. I wish I wish the Lakers and Dion well. Uh, Alex, tell well, us about our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Yes, Thrive Fantasy would love for you to come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this NBA season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Uh, they have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes. In respective sport, not sure if that includes Ivica Zubac. Choose 10 out of the 20 player prop <laughs> options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or the under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. 
rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive is over $2,000 guaranteed daily uh, in prizes for its NBA contests. Use promo code RW when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant match up to $25 on your first deposit. Again, that is promo code RW for the $25 instant match on your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store, or even by visiting thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Choo-choo! Repeat. Promotion code is RW. That's for Rotowire. RW for some matching funds uh, via uh, the Thrive Fantasy app. Choo-choo! Okay, so we are uh, moving on to our basically post-All-Star break uh, barometer. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, Popular column across almost all the sports on Rotowire. The who's hot, who's not, if you will. And it's really great, even for... um, you know, even for uh, if if you're not even a fantasy player, a lot of these like our website, other you know, a barometer. I, I don't think a lot of like normal sports websites like ESPN isn't going to post like NBA barometer. Here's what's been happening in the NBA over the past two weeks. Um, no. That's something you would get with us. It's that, just here's what LeBron James had for breakfast. Right. <laughs> 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 exactly. Here's what LeBron posted on Instagram. Right. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. I'm on Instagram. I don't need this. Right, exactly. Um, so, I guess some of the I I'll let, I'll let you kind of take the floor on this one, Ken. But I'll I'll bring his name up as Jason Tatum, who is uh, number two, number all-star. two ranked fantasy player in eight category all-star. leagues. Oh yeah, all star Jason Tatum. Look, I am happy for all the recognition Tatum's getting, but folks have to remember that's because Kemba Walker missed a lot of games. And granted, hey, it's wonderful how Tatum is stepping up. Um, he's also on pace for career highs and steals and blocks as a Celtics fan. This is outside of fantasy. I'm excited about how much better help out defense he's playing, which is not, nothing. Anyone's you're never going to see a highlight on how he stepped in and got a partial block, you know, uh, on someone else's man. Um, but uh, the, the all around game is there. They're running ISOs for him. Stevens is, has uh, every, you know, uh, Gordon Hayward's also been banged up. Uh, and now we got Jalen Brown is out for a week. So, frankly, the Tatum run should continue. Um, they're just running the offense through him, especially when Walker's not there. And uh, it's proving effective. It's proving very effective. And I think uh, this also correlates with his first move is to drive. His second move is the step back three. It was the other way around for too much of last season. So it's just a beautiful thing to see. Uh, I, I don't, you know, the pattern all season with the Celtics have been anytime anyone even like gets a cut shaving, they sit for a game or two. So I think Tatum's going to continue to have plenty of shots available for him. So I, I'd say someone, he's somebody, maybe not at number two, but he's going to stay hot. It's hard to, it, it really is hard to emphasize how good Tatum has been and how this is really a mid-season emergence of a star player. Like I'm yeah. very confident in in saying that that he's he's turning into a, a two-way uh, star before before our eyes. Um, yeah. And I mean the the stats back that up. You mentioned his defense. Um, we uh, according to Clean the Glass, which is basically an advanced stat website, <clears throat> Tatum is in at for a for players. Listed positionally as forwards, Tatum is, the, is in the 90th percentile in block rate and the 80th percentile in steal rate. Uh, he also defenses score about six fewer points per 100 possessions when he's on the court, which is the 88th percentile. And he's also been better, like you mentioned, uh, you know, going to the basket. His yeah. uh, his shooting foul, the percentage of sh- uh, shots that he's fouled on is up about 2%, and that goes from the 49th percentile last year up to the 61st. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what he's doing um, is, is I mean, he's just expanded his game. Um, he's more aggressive on offense and defense. Against, it's working out really well. Yeah, it's fantastic, and uh, I think it'll continue. Let, let's go to our next hot player. Uh, take us to Dallas, Alex. Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, I, I, you, you have on this on our note sheet, that you know, is he healthy? Um, well, no, no. At this I, point? I, the, the note. My point was, I think he stays hot because I think he finally is healthy. Meaning, right, right. Meaning, you miss was almost a season and a half, 
of course, it doesn't all come back to you magically right away. You know, we're, we are so impatient as fantasy players. So many people took Porzingis in the second round and think, like, why isn't he going to play 82 games and average 30 and 12 every night? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, he missed a season and a half. So his playing hot now, though, I think this is his level. Sure, he's not the number four player. That's what's what he's what you've got him down for eight categories. But I think when healthy and after he's got a considerable amount of games back under his belt, he should stay top twenty, don't you think? I think so. I mean, you know, his um I think the main thing, you know, for him um that has always hurt his value is his rebounding. He hasn't been a great yeah. rebounder throughout his career, but um over the past six games, you know, since the All Star break, he's at eleven and a half rebounds. He sort of has to with Powell out. Uh, they made that trade for Willie Cauley Stein, but he's been out. Like they don't even have tall bodies just to roll. I don't know why is Boban getting any minutes. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> he's doing some great ESPN TV ads, but I don't know if he's actually playing anything. Right. Um, yeah, and, and Porzingis. Yeah, he he spends. You know, he's at he's spends about sixty five percent of his minutes at center. Um, and so, yeah, like you mentioned with Powell out, he, he needs to be better and play a more traditional center role. Um, even if he, you know, can't move like he couldn't, I was watching, they were playing the Pelicans and I forget who he was. He was trying to move someone off the block. Like he got someone switched onto him and was like six, four and Porzingis just could not back him down. He just turned, he, he just <laughs> shot like. He tried and then ended up going into like a 16 foot fadeaway on like a guy who's literally a foot shorter than him. <laughs> That's frustrating. But maybe next year he's healthy enough to do that. I mean, the other point is they're playing Dorian Finney-Smith at power forward. He is not a power forward. What is he, 6'5"? You know, like they got Hardaway at small forward who arguably is a shooting guard. It's Persingas has to rebound. And it, he is in his in his defense. He is. Uh, speaking of, uh, the Pelicans, we have also seen Lonzo ball, uh, play really well lately. Nick and I touched on that a little bit, um, yesterday. So I'm actually going to, we're going to, I'm going to breeze past that, uh, cause right. that was on yesterday's pod playing very well with Zion. That's basically yes. the gist of it. Right. And which makes sense. Uh, and then in, um, <laughs> someone that you, do you still have OG Ananobi in your in I do our, in uh, keeper leagues, league? But I, uh, yes, I do. Someone I shopped around, mostly because I have too many keeper forwards. He's playing great. OG Ananobi, number 14 in eight category leads since the break. But this is all about minutes, available minutes. Um, Marcus Saul's been out for extended periods. Serge Ibaka on again, off again. Even Fred Van Vliet's been missing a lot of games. Uh, so it's been Siakam and Ananobi leading the way. Kyle Lowry's setting them up. Uh, I don't know if he's always had the potential for stocks, for great stocks. And I think that's what's driving this. Uh, but it also helps that they don't seem to have any centers lately. Yeah, I mean, the um, yeah, the bump in minutes uh, and usage as a result of injuries, that's the main thing here. But you're right. It is the steal. I mean, he's averaging, you know, a combined, uh, I guess, three. Exactly. Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm misreading that. Four. A combined four steals and blocks. Uh, over the past seven games, that's mostly fueled by the 3.1 steals. I don't think he's ever really going to be a high usage player. Um, yeah. I, I don't really, I don't see that for him. You know, he's he, over the stretch. He's only taking 10 shots a game. Um, and he's not getting, you know, it's not like he's, he's not, he's not James Harden driving a bunch of, con- getting a bunch of contact, going to the the foul line and making a ton of free throws there, um, driving his field goal attempts down. But right, yeah, he's been playing really well and someone who, um, you know, I, I know you were trying to get rid of him in, in the keeper league because you have too many keeper forwards, but um, maybe I'd be that, happy to keep him. Yeah, yeah, he was a little right. more sour than I wanted at eight bucks, and we won't get into our crazy keeper rules, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. If he is is playing well enough? We're we're gonna keep writing him into those uh, into our, all of our uh, legacy franchise, you know, uh, keeper league columns. Guys to look for next year. He we'll just etch a spot for him till he's like thirty five. Right. <laughs> Uh, and another guy on the Raptors who uh, we can quickly mention, Norman Powell, uh, also playing really well, t- ranked 22nd since the All-Star break. Uh, he only played four games, so he, he was dealing with an injury. So he's played recently, um, averaging 27 points uh, since the All-Star break. And like uh, and also- 38 minutes a game. 
But that's all because yes. Fred, as you pointed out to me, we were chatting pre-show. That's all based on Fred Van Viet uh, being out for those four games. What was the stat you had uh, for minutes for Powell? The Powell's been out himself some, so the sample size is pretty small. But when Van Viet is playing, how many minutes does Powell get? Uh, I don't remember the minutes exactly. I think it's about 10 fewer, but the, the main do. thing you is that... Was, you told me it was 17. He was playing 17 minutes a game when Van Vliet's healthy, which traditionally, for his off-the-bench role, kind of about right, right? Yeah, and I think the the main thing here... I mean, there's, there's a big sample size for this, which is also really nice because the Raptors have been banged up all year. Um, the fantasy point, if you're in a, 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 a points league or DFS... Uh, when Van Vliet is out, uh, Norman Powell's at like 40 fantasy points uh, per game. And then when Van Vliet is in, Norman Powell's at like 27. Yeah. Uh, and you were you had mentioned before the show, do I consider, you know, if he's available, it's uh, Tim Hardaway or uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. or Norman Powell. It's actually a tough decision, you know, when, if both teams are essentially healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, their fantasy point totals would be about the same in that case. Um, Hardaway is top 10. And um, made three-pointers in the NBA, which I did not realize until we were doing our NBA.com writing assignment this week. I was shocked. His um, his emergence has been really awesome uh, for – I mean, he was kind of a throw-in. He was. Uh, I, in the Porzingis trade. Um, and he's someone who has – you know, we saw him um, – Everyone, Everyone's better when they're not with the Knicks. I mean, really, though, I mean, he, his his last two years in Atlanta, he was actually a pretty efficient yeah. shooter. Um, the Knicks and overpaid then, for him, ruined him. Yep. <laughs> and, and, now that he's, and now that he's in a role as like if he's the third or fourth best guy in the court. Yeah. Catch and shoot. His percentages are really good. They're a little off lately, but he had like a six week run there where his percentages were 47 percent. You know, when you're upper 40s and one of the top three point shooters in the league that's that's fantastic right um yeah he's been i mean he's been he's been cooking I mean, he's 41 percent from three uh 47 percent on corner threes also 46 percent on long mid-rangers which is pretty good so he can he can get a bucket if you uh if he if he needs to um a few Especially more guys if you're, if you're tripling luka Doncic, he can <laughs> but you, you have to some nights Take us to Detroit and the mess that is the Pistons. Christian Wood, um, who is a guy who over the past, I guess last year, he probably really emerged as like a, a fantasy darling, you know, when yeah. uh, Anthony a legit Davis. bench guy. But you just thought, well, when the key is free of Drummond, which may only be two minutes a game, Wood's a good guy. But now the, the key's wide open. Right. And, um, I mean, we saw him kind of a, you know, last year he had some name recognition because when Anthony Davis sat out with an air quotes back injury for most of the year, <laughs> uh, end of the season, Christian Wood just showed up and was, you know, putting up crazy numbers. And, right. He was like, hey, I'd rather not be in the G League. I'll take that. <laughs> right. And now, uh, like you mentioned, Drummond's gone. And since the All-Star break, Christian Wood averaging 22 and 10, yes. um, not doing a ton defensively, but shooting efficiently, also hitting 1.73 per game. He's just really good. I mean, I, I you know, as, as far as guys, there's always gold to be found in disastrous teams. There's always <laughs> fantasy gold. Uh, when I was writing the column, uh, when I was writing the column uh, rebound and rant for the site a couple of years ago, I always, at least twice a year, did one on just let's mine for gold on the terrible NBA teams. And Christian Wood is this, this year's poster child for that. That is that is without a doubt. Now. I mean, if you're talking about, I mean, he'll be good for the rest of this year, and I hope that they just go with him for next year. Like, I hope that they're just like, yeah, Christian Wood, our starting big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not a, you know, I the main knock I've I've heard on him from a a real life perspective is that he's not a great defender. He's a little um, soft. He's a little he's a little soft on D. He's no Rick Mahorn. <laughs> right. Um, and normally, you know, that's a concern, especially for dynasty leagues. That that's always something to consider for dynasty leagues. Right. You have to really consider minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how good really is this player? We have the Harvey Grant podcast episode, which is the, which is basically how we worded the mining for gold on terrible teams. And those never last because either somebody signs them on a good team and then suddenly they're not getting the shots and the minutes 
or someone says we should really play defense and then the Harvey, you know, then they have to sit and they can't hoist all day long. But, uh, yeah, ride wood while you can. <laughs> that might be the headline for the <laughs> podcast article. <laughs> Put the kids to bed. Run away your fantasy you know what's sad is? I wasn't even joking. I just said that. And afterwards, I was like, ooh, that's. Oh, that's, man. It's, all right. Take us to Chicago, Alex. <laughs> Kobe White. Uh, Kobe White's, uh, he's been looking great on offense. On offense. Still Uh, the worst. You've got to look at his player page. The worst official team picture taken by the NBA this year. I don't know who the photographer was for the Bulls, but they needed to give Kobe a cup of coffee before that shot. (laughs) If I'm Kobe's agent, I'm 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 going to a studio. I'm getting a new shot done. It's not helping Kobe. The, the, The teeth are a little awry. The eyes are a little confused. He's got a glorious hairstyle. But boy, the worst headshot in the NBA. Um, since I mean, since the All Star break, he is ranked uh, he's ranked twenty sixth, uh, basically. And and Levine has been out uh, over the past one or two games. He he might miss a week or so. Um, but White was playing well regardless, and the team is getting healthy. So that's that's going to be really double, interesting. What's a double green light? Like he doesn't have just a green light. He's got like a. They're just begging him. Like, I, I don't even know what the, he's got a double green light somehow. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a two way stop at an intersection. He's, he's out, he just keeps driving straight while everyone else has to, right. that's a horrible analogy. That was on the, on the fly. But, um, <laughs> since the all-star break his his efficiency has been incredible. He's, um, his points per shot attempt is in the 90th percentile for combo guards at 126.8 points per 100 shots, which obviously uh, is a great number. Um, he is shooting 45% on threes. Um, doesn't really shoot from the corner, but has made 70% of them uh, since the All-Star break. Um, de- uh, defense is atrocious. I, there's there's really no way really no way around that. But um, someone who, Which yeah, I mean, from... Defines him as a bull. It's a perfect fit. Exactly. And uh, Shannon and I were talking, um, and Shannon, you know, I, I don't want to speak for him, but he said that he would not be surprised at all if Kobe White was the third best player from this draft and kind of used the name Kemba Walker as a comparison, which I think is pretty accurate as far as like a player comp. You know, Kemba someone took who you, a little while, though, to hit his threes. If I recall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kobe, Kobe White is a better shooter as a rookie than Kemba was. Kemba was a horrible shooter as a rookie, a much better passer than Kobe White. You know, Kemba yeah, Walker's a more Kemba traditional point guard. Because White doesn't pass. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Um, he did have six assists though in that win at Minnesota, so I shouldn't get too too up or too bad on Mr. White. But he, he's passing he's passing a little better. Um, his you know considering how much he handles the ball and shoots the ball and dominates the offense though his passing is not great. Um, two but more hard to beat forty nine percent from three point line, which is what he's hitting the last six games. That's just insane. I can't imagine though. Does he does he keep this up though? I mean, I, I don't really think you can keep up. You know, um, twenty eight points a clip. Yeah, I mean, a forty five percent on threes. That's that's not going to stay. He's also shooting fifty seven percent on long mid range jumpers. That's not really a sustainable number for anyone that's you know like not named Chris Paul or like DeRozan or something. Um, but uh, either way, I mean, at the shot attempts, that's the main thing. I mean, if you're talking about Kobe White, because he's shooting 19 times a game over the past seven. And so even if his efficiency drops significantly, if he's still getting you 20 points um, and three threes, he's going to just be a fantasy relevant player. Does Zach Levine have any trade value with that big contract he has where they could clear Levine out to play White? Because they're kind of they're a little too similar, frankly. Neither plays much defense. They're shoot first point guards, if if you even call them point guards. I'm not sure they yeah. belong on the same team. I um, that's tough. You know, there's there's always those teams that want to be able to talk themselves into like the oh, you know, we have the next Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum. You know, the backcourt right. that can it doesn't really play defense, but is going to score a combined fifty on you every night. Um, I my money would not be on Zach Levine and Kobe White turning into that. Um, but my money would be I, on them, like getting into a fight, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
No, I want 30 attempts. No, I want 30 attempts. The real question is, who's the Bobby Portis and who's the Nikola Miritich in that situation? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a great, tra- yeah, a great tradition of infighting in Chicago. You know, after a seven-hour boiling practice, oh then God. they just punch each other and then Boylan does a press conference where he yells at all the local press again. And Oh, yeah. We're bleeding into my old man rant here. But uh, <laughs> let's, let's go to the next. Uh, let's go to, you know, we've gone on who's hot. Who's not so hot after sure. the All-Star break? And there's a really surprising name at the top of the list. There is. And it's John Morant. Um, yeah. Of the three wins in a row, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been able to secure wins without him, but you know for him he's ranked 169th since the uh, All Star break. Um, you know he's scoring well, 17 points a game, passing well, six assists a game, but providing vir- virtually nothing as far as defense. I mean less than half a steal a game, uh, also hitting less than one three, um, and his free throw percentage is down at 70, uh, which is which is really not a good mark. Um, you know. A, a, I think primary ball handler, it's t- terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we talked, um, I, I, I can't remember exactly what podcast it was on, but we had mentioned the rookie wall potentially, yes. right? Yes. Yes. That was just before they lost five. I thought I was a genius for saying, oh, Morant's going to hit the rookie wall. And Jackson didn't play that many games last year. You have the same problem. And like Jackson got hurt the next day and Morant's play dropped off. And I was like, I need to wager more. <laughs> he uh he yeah he's i mean he's been you know uh, he's still getting to the rim a lot you know he he 50 of his shots are at the rim but he's only hitting 60 percent of them which is actually low for a point guard and he's someone who we associate with just like amazing finishing ability so that hurts um and yeah he just you know when, when he's not when he's not getting steals and when he's not shooting particularly, uh, you know, when he's not hitting his threes, it's just rough from like a fantasy perspective at times. Like there, there are occasionally those guys whose fantasy value doesn't translate as well um, to real life value. Zion is actually one of those guys. Yeah. Um, do so you know? I mean, free throw shooting. Off the top of your head, do you know what Zion is ranked since the All Star break? Oh, I know the free throw shooting is t- terrible. I'll say one twenty, maybe. You're close, 101. Ooh. Um, and I, I, in my opinion, he, more than any player in the league right now, has the biggest discrepancy between, I think, real talent and fantasy value. Yeah. Um, and yeah. obviously he has Aikman. weaknesses in his game. But was it, did you say Troy Aikman? He's Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman in fantasy football. Way better in real life football than fantasy. Mostly because he was handing off to Emmett Smith a lot. But, uh, <laughs> That's what I call the big names, but not good in fantasy guys. They're Troy Aikmans. Okay. And Zion could be on that path, especially he keeps shooting 65 from the line. Uh, and no defense. No defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and in and, and some ways, you know, playing power forward at that height, you get why he doesn't maybe get too many blocks. But uh, Yeah, he's out by the three-point line on defense a lot. Yeah. 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 But... Hey, the Pelicans are exciting to watch. There's no doubting that. That's for sure. All right, um, who else? Another another name I'm not surprised because I know he's been playing badly, but I thought this was a good – I thought he would be a, a decent fit on this roster. Take us to Philadelphia. Josh Richardson, like I, 155th since the All-Star break. And a lot of these – I mean, these are a lot of non-Ben Simmons, non-Embiid minutes who have been out, I think, the past yeah, four he games. Yeah, should be shining. He should be shining. He should be shining. And it's not like he's, I mean, he is shooting badly, <laughs> but it's not just that he's shooting badly. It's like he's taking 11 attempts a game, which is so low. I mean, why is Shake Milton better than Josh Richardson? Like, it's I don't know, very but he sure is. Shake Milton, my goodness. I hope this is a contract year for Shake. He is hot. I, I assume it is. He just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, right. Who's given that guy more than one year until now? Who's going to overpay for Shake Milton? That could be exciting to watch. That could also <laughs> Off-season development in the uh, in the light free agent class that is 2020. Yeah, um, 120 million for Shake. Yeah, I, I don't want to spend too much time on Josh Richardson. Um, he's just Suffice really to say, playing poorly despite the opportunity. That's really what it comes down to. 
And um, he had shown, you know, last year in Miami had shown ability to be a primary ball handler or at least a number two guy. And the fact that he isn't even able to establish himself as a number three guy in this situation, but he's, I mean, I mean, he's he's behind needs outside shooting too. He was a good outside shooter. those days at the heat. Yeah. And right now he's behind, you know, in terms of, I mean, he's, he's behind Horford, Tobias Harris and shake Milton in terms of like offensive hierarchy right now. It's crazy. (laughs) Make way for shake. Anyway, right, give it, we got three more names who are playing poorly. We're running along. Maybe we shouldn't dive into them too much. Bucks are winning like crazy, but they're not getting the huge bargain at center they used to. No, Brooke Lopez, and this has kind of been the story all year. I won't belabor it a ton. He can't hit threes anymore. Um, he's, he's shooting 37% from the field. Um, from the field. <laughs> and, and he's with, seven foot. He's seven. Yeah, and people are like, he's posting up more. I, yeah, I mean he is, but uh, it's it's, not, but it's not going in. Yeah, and his uh, rebounding, his rebounding was always on the decline. When he was hitting threes like crazy and blocking shots like crazy, you didn't care. But now that those things aren't happening, the rebound decline is a bit of an issue. Yeah, and his his free throw percentage is at seventy nine percent, which is good, but he is been he, he has the opportunity to be better than that um and he, he hasn't been hitting them um my poo poo jaron jackson and wishing he'd he'd play a little more power forward it's the brooke lopez future i worry about don't turn into brooke lopez it's fine for brooke he's at the end of his career he's able to extend it and he's the bucks are winning but jaron jackson you're too young to turn into brooke lopez right now yeah brooke lopez is 32 he i think he's earned the right to just stand out from three and shoot <laughs> Right. Complained about his knees. Oh, my knee. I'll be in the corner. Uh, Two last guys. Uh, I just want to touch quickly on Mike Conley, uh, mostly just to say he's still not good. Uh, And then I will kick it to you uh, for Utah. Utah, That trade to Conley not working at all. Uh, My man, Will Barton, Will the Thrill in nine categories. He's ranked 165th since the break. Uh, And I think it's just because... They now have their backcourts healthy again with Murray and Harris. And so Will Barton, always a streaky shooter anyway, but I think he seems to be dropping on the offensive hierarchy now that the, now the Nugs are healthy. Will Barton is uh, yeah, giving up shot attempts and whatnot. Yeah, still, still providing some light value and like assists, some threes. But yeah, overall, when everyone on that team is healthy, um, that he he's basically like the he's the glue guy, right? If anyone in that team gets hurt, you give Will Barton more usage. <laughs> you know, problem solved. Uh, <laughs> so okay, before we get to uh, before we get to our quick DFS segment, I do want to touch on smart brackets. March Madness is that time of year when your prediction skills are put to the test in your office, friends, or family pool. We're in March. <laughs> we are in March, right, Alex? We are, but with nine quintillion possible variations, I, I assume that, I mean, that sounds accurate. I'm going to go with that being true. We were, we were fed that data, but, uh, in <laughs> my head, right. I, I was thinking more seven and a half quintillion, but I'll, I'll accept nine adds up. Uh, they may have been rounding differently. Well, you uh, know, the, you've got those play in games, right? Uh, <laughs> with nine quintillion possible variations, it can be hard. Even for machines to get the perfect bracket right, Smart Bracket is an app that has been consistently rated by Forbes uh, the best way to pick your NCAA bracket. Using the latest decision intelligence technology, uh, you answer a few questions on who you think will win and what preferences you have, and a fully personalized bracket is made specifically for you. Don't waste your time and dominate your NCAA March Madness bracket by going to smartbracket.io and downloading the app. Um, my God, I wish I had some decisions. I wish I had that in college. I, I can't tell you how many times I finished dead last in my fraternity bracket pool way back in college. I just wish there. I had decision intelligence. Uh, <laughs> Period. Should I wear this shirt, Smart Bracket? No. <laughs> no. Your wife will hate you. <laughs> what are your preferences? Does your do you want your wife to hate you or not? Uh, no. <laughs> no, don't wear the shirt. Don't wear the shirt. Uh, 
aware of that shit. Uh, so many possibilities. They should consider expanding outside of just smart bracket. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, smart gifting. Smart. <laughs> uh, so uh, for DFS, yeah, uh, there are uh, the, so some main injuries to look out for. You, We're you not read gonna, the out. I'll read the questionables. Sure. We're not able to cover everybody. You can visit the daily lineups page on the Royal Wire website for a very comprehensive look at who is questionable, who is out, etc. Especially et around 6 p.m., right? Uh, yes, 6. The Eastern stuff always messes me up. If you're right. like an hour before a lock, you know, an hour before an hour the first game, it's a good good time to look at it. But guys who are either out or doubtful, so presumed out, uh, that I think are important, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Evan Fournier, Jalen Brown, Gorgon Hayward, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, and then questionable Luca. He's got an illness. Mitchell Robinson of the Knicks, though he's never getting the minutes he deserves anyway. Dorian Finney uh, Smith, we were discussing the power forward for your Dallas Mavericks. Victor Aladipo, is that more knee maintenance or does he have a new, new issue with Victor? I didn't see the, uh, the uh, news. Double checking, super yeah. quick. And then also in Indiana, hey. TJ Warren. So really, a trio of Pacers may have to adjust lineups, I think. Keep your eye on this Indiana Pacers injury report. That's, I think, one of the main things to, to look at because Oladipo could be out. TJ Warren could be out. Brogdon's probably out. Obviously, Lamb is out. He's out for the whole year after the devastating knee injury. Playing a terrible Bulls team. I got to get some. I got to get me some. Maybe some Aaron Holiday. Um, and Doug McDermott also is, I believe, questionable. So um, that could open up some weird minutes for like TJ McConnell, Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday. Uh, well, either that or maybe you just lean really hard on like Demonis Sabonis. Um, I but, just inserted Demonis right now. I got to get at least one holiday in my lineup right now. I'm going to go Justin. <laughs> uh, the Pelicans also play. You could have a triple holiday lineup. Oh, <laughs> that should be a t-shirt somehow. I don't know how <laughs> I some get some, I'll get the, my daughter, the design guru on that. And Sweetheart, if, uh, I need a three holiday t-shirt. It <laughs> could happen. And if, if TJ Warren plays and uh, and Brogdon and Oladipo are out, you could have three holidays, a TJ McConnell and a TJ Warren. So the holiday slash TJ lineup. Uh, don't That's a Motown me. song. That's a Motown song. I don't know how. I don't know why. <laughs> I couldn't even say rattle those names off again like you just did, Alex. But that is a Motown. Motown song. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, a few games, I guess four games, like I want to emphasize uh, on this slate. These are the four games that have a over-under of at least 230, which is a pretty good benchmark for fast-paced games. You have Portland at Phoenix. That is, uh, when I checked earlier this morning, 231. You have Miami at New Orleans. That is 233.5. You have Orlando at Minnesota. That is 233.5 also. And then, my goodness, Atlanta at Washington. <laughs> 47 and a half. I think this is the biggest over under for an NBA game that I have ever seen. And I'm not going to lie. When I looked at it this morning, I thought I might take the over just for giggles. <laughs> I, uh, I, whew, I, that's tough, but I wouldn't blame you either way. Uh, Cause neither of these teams are interested. In there should games. be a drinking game involved with watching that contest. I think if you love defense, you would be drinking the whole time anyway if you were forced to watch that. <laughs> you don't need the game. No. Um, I guess a few guys that I do want to emphasize from these games very quickly. Um, Miami in this uh, Miami-New Orleans game, one of the national TV games before Lakers at Bucks, or excuse me, the other way around. Um, Miami is in the pace-up spot here. They play at the fifth slowest pace, uh, and New Orleans is is – Gets up and down the court. And I really like Bam out of bio here at 8,100 on FanDuel. I'm not sure New Orleans has the size to deal with him. Obviously, Zion's a big body. Derek Favors is a pretty big body. But yeah. their athleticism is nowhere near out of bio. Out of bio's wingspan. Few, is few, for, honestly, I mean, few big men are there with Bam. You almost yeah. could, what team does match up well? Right. He's a, he's a matchup nightmare at center. And um, since the All-Star break, 45 fantasy points. Uh, so that helps as well. Um, I see that. Ken, you you do have someone from this uh, from this Washington slash uh, Atlanta game that you want to touch on? Uh, yeah, and I've I've poured. Uh, I just added some more where you were chatting there. But uh, uh, I kind of like John Collins at eighty four hundred. Uh, again, it's just the over under. But I 
I'm going to probably change. And I did, and I, the Bradley Beal, I just can't lay off with all the, especially with all the cheap holidays I just inserted into my lineup. I got the cash for Beal. Beal could go off for 50 points. Would you be shocked if Beal had 50 points in this game? No, I wouldn't be surprised if Beal had a 50 point triple double in this game. <laughs> right, exactly. The upside is just so crazy on a just atrocious Wizards team. Why not? Uh, why not go big on Beal? I mean, the, the price tag's expensive as it should be, but give us that over under one more time. 247 and a half and a half. I like how they went to the half eh, a little bit. Right. I, uh, I'm on, I'm on the FanDuel Sportsbook now, uh, right now. And the, yeah. uh, the spread and the over under and the money line, they're all, Oh, Oh, they all got locked because uh, Trey Young is questionable. Okay. Breaking oh, news. Oh, oh yeah. Trey Young. Has did been, uh, that. We didn't read that one, did we? We didn't have that on our list. That's bad. No, yeah. that just happened. Uh, oh. Downgraded to questionable flu-like symptoms. Um, Is it time to get on the Shabazz Napier train? Choo-choo. Oh, man. Um, if Trey Young is, is out, let is me tell Smith you. Is still breathing? Is he still conscious? Get in uh, there, Ash. <laughs> if, uh, if Trey Young uh, is out for this game, this, this over-under will plummet. Yeah. This will plummet. I'm, I'm telling like, I would not be surprised if this gets bet down very quickly just because he's questionable. Yeah. Um, he may be the most single important like offensive player almost on any team in terms of making a team go from uh, a G League team to passable NBA offense. <laughs> well, and plus kind of mediocre defense, too. He helps the other team. Uh... Right. <laughs> yeah. Better defense will be played if he's out. So keep an eye on that under. Uh as far as uh, betting is concerned. But um, moving on from that, uh, in this Orlando... Oh, I do want to say, I, I like your John Collins pick because uh, the Wizards don't have really any great centers to stop him from from dominating around the basket. Um, Thomas well, Bryant, actually, presumably, if, if Young really is out, that's more shots for Collins, frankly. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I like uh, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, in this Orlando at Minnesota game. Again, that's a 233 and a half over under. 8,400, yeah. He's 8,400. This is a pace-up spot for the Magic because they play at the fourth slowest pace. Um, 44 fantasy points since the All-Star break for Vucevic. The uh, Timberwolves are basically playing Nas Reed and James Johnson, Hernan Gomez at center. And Nas Reed, intimidating looking. Not quick. Not quick and also not that tall. Um, not I think that's yeah, true. Six foot nine. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If uh, there was yeah, ever it's... a time for the Magic to run, this is one of those games. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah. Nasir Reed's six nine, two sixty four. So he's he's bulky, but um, I I think Vucevic can have a, a good and Aaron Gordon. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. the Magic been playing well lately. Um, and then with Fournier out, Terrence Ross maybe who just hit nine threes I think yesterday or the other day. Kind of got um, a Kobe White like green light. Yeah, for sure. Uh, his nickname is Human Torch, so I think that says about all uh, that needs to be said. Uh, Ken, who else? Uh, who else are you targeting uh, in this? Uh, I'm intrigued by uh, Trey Lyles. Uh, no Lamarcus Aldridge, no Pottle. So uh, I like Lyles. He's had some big up games the past two weeks. He's had some clunkers as well, but it's only 5,200. And then. Um, Kemba Walker's cheap because he's missed so many games. He's, uh, granted, it's uh, home for Boston, I'm pretty sure. Um, but uh, he's really cheap. Yeah, they are playing at home. No Jalen Brown tonight, so I think there are shots for Walker as well. Um, I think Kemba's ready to reestablish himself after this absence. Again, playing at home, so I don't think he's ever – I'm not sure he's gonna, we're going to see him at 6,500 again anytime soon. Uh, I do. So, uh, uh, FanDuel just released the, the updated numbers, uh, for this Hawks wizards game. The over under is already down to two forty five flat. Uh, so lost two and a half points with Trey young being questionable. If that tells you how big of an impact he plays. Also the over under for Bradley Beal's points is 34 and a half. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> tells you what kind of situation he's been playing or he's been in. And, uh, also the kind of defense that Atlanta plays. Yeah. Uh, Ken, uh, take us to your old man rant. Ah, I happen to be in Chicago, as you mentioned. 
uh, were returning home to Chicago. So my rant, ah, the incompetence of the current Chicago Bulls. I lived downtown during the 1990s in Chicago during the Jordan glory years of six championships. It was amazing. Yet now, a descendant of that success, John Paxson, is running this organization into the ground. If it wasn't for the atrocity in New York, people would, be, would just have so much fun throwing stones at this current Bulls situation. Paxson's sticking with a coach, Jim Boylan, that uh, amusingly called a human meat shield on SB Nation the other day uh, because all he does is deflect criticism from Paxman, Paxman and, and GM uh, Gar Foreman. Pax Gar, I believe they call him. Uh, though I always say Gar Pax. I don't know. Total mess. It's Gar Pax. It is Gar Pax. It yes, is Gar Pax. Nice. I can never remember which is which is the. Neither makes any <laughs> sense. Anyway, Paxton has made some terrible moves over his. How many years, Alex? Do you think oh, Paxton's been the GM? Oh man, it's here Eight? in the notes. But Seventeen years. Oh my God. Uh, I should say he's been GM and then president. So you know they did change his title, but basically. Paxton's been running this terrible organization for 17 years. You know, the return on the Jimmy Butler trade stunk. They low-balled a free agent, Kevin Garnett. They said they wanted to get younger and signed Dwayne Wade. They publicly criticized Luol Deng for not playing when he had a stress fracture in his leg. But what should we expect from an organization that essentially ran the GOAT, Michael Jordan, out of town? Their owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, has publicly stated he prefers baseball to basketball. Bulls' ownership and management are getting what they deserve, and unfortunately, loyal Bulls fans are stuck on the ride. This is a team that in a 10-day stretch this season lost to the last-place Warriors on the road and at home. How do you do that? End John Paxson's 17-year reign of Bulls' destruction. Ah... They uh, they aren't good. Um, I mean, they they haven't cracked thirty wins over the past three years. They're not going to get this year, I don't think. Um, but they've been trying to. It's not like they. Yeah, it's not like they, they've, they've been, been like openly hard. Yeah, you, you know, I get it that yes, the Derrick Rose injury was devastating. That ruined a, the general plan they had ten years ago. But seventeen years, they've just been terrible. Just terrible. This year, missing out of Porter certainly stinks. But uh, are you surprised that Sadoransky's been mediocre? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not like a high usage guy or anything. I just, uh, I, had, I had high hopes for the Bulls, um, despite history. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, all, I, we have a few office guys that are always high on Zach Levine, but I think that's because it's fantasy. I wouldn't want him on my real team. Right. And, uh, you know, they've been hurt a lot of the year, like Wendell Carter, Mark and missed a ton of time. Otto Porter, like you mentioned, I think, you know, when they're healthy, you know, if you look at if you look at the lineups where basically everyone who is supposed to play plays they're uh, they play like a above 500 team slightly, but they, they do play like the seventh seed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's um, the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, but as far as. um as far as mispronounced names on this podcast go, I think um, we're pretty clean overall. Um, the Jakob Pertle thing is always tough. I think you said yeah. Pertle, but that, yeah, that, I mean, that. that that's a rough He's one. Gonna, he, he needs a few double-doubles before I say his name properly. He needs to change his name and put two R's in it just so people like know that it's pronounced like Pertle. Um, <laughs> but uh, that will do it for us uh, on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented... By Thrive Fantasy. Again, that's promo code RW to get a $25 match uh, on Thrive Fantasy. Ken, take us out of here. I was compared to this player. So I was in the Rotowire headquarters in Madison this week. Maybe it was Benzine. Someone called me the Joe Ingles of Rotowire pickup ball. <laughs> I, I kind of think that's a compliment. Probably not. But this is a quote from Joe from last year uh, regarding trash talk he was getting from fans on the road. Quote, Joe Ingles said, quote, let's be real. I've got a receding hairline. I'm slow and I'm probably not the most jacked up with abs and all that, but I'm still going to beat you one on one. Settle down. And with that, uh, we want to thank our sponsors at Thrive. But attention, passengers, this two car fantasy train wreck has hit the 
end of the line. Choo-choo! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.